0: Welcome back to the pod, everybody. Hello. <laughs>
1: Welcome. Yay. It's been too long.
0: I know it has. It's Ollie. And as always, I'm joined by Anna. Hello, Anna. How are you?
1: I'm good. Ollie, how are you? Give me a give me a life update.
0: Uh, Sure. I had this week off of work, so and I have a week off in April that I'm going to London and a week off oh in God. May that I'm going to see your face uh, in New York. <laughs> So I was like, I got to like figure out my life. This is the week to like focus. Mm
1: -hmm. So how it
0: started was every day. I was going to wake up. I was going to like review. I'm halfway through my like certificate. I'm was going to go over the content. Oh, that's how it started. How it's going is that the like new Diablo beta just came out. So I've been like slaying demons all afternoon (laughs) and playing the new Diablo game, which is pretty sick Um, and not getting any work done. So I'm super behind, but uh, that's that's my update. How about you? How, that's you how she
1: goes. That's fine. Um, I'm good. I mean, like I'm having like a crazy couple weeks, man. Like, okay, big update. So many people who listen to this podcast know Drew, my boyfriend. You know him, Ollie. Um, and basically, so he has he's from Canada. He's been looking for a job in New York for like a while now trying to find, like, the right opportunity. And also, it's really tough to, like, get a company to sponsor you. You have to go through all these immigration hoops. Like, it's actually such a problem. Um, But last week, he got a job offer in New York.
0: Whoa.
1: Yeah. Um, He got an offer from The Row, which is Mary-Kate and Ashley's, like, Olsen's Twins clothing label. It's, like, a very high-end brand, like, it's, like, his dream job, literally. Um, it's an amazing offer. I'm so happy for him. So he's wow. going to move to New York in, like, a month. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, honestly, I'm so happy for him and, like, big move. So that was, like, a big life update because we've been long distance for, like, a year now, which, I mean, if anyone's long dis... Di- Sorry, I can't talk. If anyone's done long distance, like, everyone kind of knows how challenging that is, but... Not anymore, I guess.
0: He's moving in a month. Doesn't he have to get like sponsored and stuff? That takes like months.
1: He starts in April and you're allowed to move to the US within like a week of your start. So he'll be here soon, if it all works out, obviously, which I think it will, but. Crazy. Um, yeah, so that's amazing, but other than that, like, I've just been so busy, like, doing a lot of work, seeing a lot of friends. Honestly, I'm already trying to mentally prepare myself for seeing you guys in May, because, like, my body is not ready. Give me a while. Did you guys do Borgs?
0: We did Borgs as well, which, uh, (laughs) was horrifying.
1: (laughs) Sorry, can you explain to me and the listeners, like, what the fuck is a Borg?
0: A Borg is an acronym for a blackout rage gallon, which is <laughs> you buy like a four liter gallon of water and you empty out like half of it. And then you fill the bottle with like a whole like 750 of vodka. Oh God. And like just squirt. I got like Hawaiian punch, but you can get like any Mio yeah. flavor and just like dr- like empty half of the bottle into the jug and then just shake it. And it's it's like <laughs> jungle juice. Um. Except Sorry, like, do you drink
1: the whole four liters then? Like, how? Yeah, how
0: you're did you extremely guys- hydrated. You got, like, <laughs> you have the water <laughs> mixed with the vodka, mixed with the electrolytes from the Mio. So you're just, like, wired and really, really drunk. Um, I don't know if I want to keep that on the pod though, on the record that I was like blackout, blackout wasted. But, uh,
1: um, okay, so you guys, it's the idea to like finish it all at the party or whatever?
0: Yeah. Yeah, like you drink the whole thing and you're also supposed to name it. And it has to have like a name that's like a a pun on Borg. So mine was Borghemian Rhapsody. Okay. Um, but, uh, there were a lot of really good names. Um, some of which are uh, not safe for work. So I will not name them on here, but I've sent you the snap of some of them. They were pretty funny. Um, it's like a social media trend, It's a TikTok trend apparently, but I'm not on TikTok anymore. So I didn't know about it, but, uh, yeah, that's the only people are dying we- in the US from doing this challenge.
1: Oh my God. Wait, how did you do it? Because I'm thinking of like, you have 10 people at an apartment. How are you all not trying to pee like every five minutes? If that drinking was a like problem. A four liter?
0: <laughs> Toilet access was not considered, uh, when we Jeez. planned this dirty. It was more too. than 10 people, too. There was a lot of people at, at the Daugherty. Um But yeah, no, it was a mess. In a good way. It was a fun <laughs> time. It's St. Paddy's Day, so it's the only day of the year that I'm allowed to be that uh, silly.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I had, like, a green beer. Um, and it was just, like, a Miller High Life with, like, food coloring in it. But it was fascinating. And you're just,
0: your intestines were, like, dyed green for probably a week afterwards. Like, I, that's like, what I was worried uh, about, putting that much dye in my Borg. I didn't want to, like, coat it in green. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, St. Patty's Day was always, as always, a really good time. Um. But yeah, let's jump into our film, shall we? Yeah. Unless yes, you have any yes, other yeah. stories.
1: I have some stories for you, but like off off air because they're also okay. not safe for work. That's good. Cool.
0: We'll get um, so it. Let, then let's jump into the movie right now so we have time for that. Scream six, Scream B, uh, <laughs> however you want to call it, the sixth scream, even though the last scream, Scream five, was just Scream. Uh, and we just like a, re- a refresh. Of the yeah. Scene. I haven't seen Scream 5 or Scream.
1: Um, So we're doing, yeah, the new Scream movie. So yeah, there's been six of them. So it's a very long uh, winded franchise already. I honestly, I think it's hard to find someone who's watched every single one of them because like they had a obviously like the iconic first two or three in like the 90s, early 2000s. Then you get the ones with like Emma Roberts in the mid 2000s and now suddenly we are here with like jenna ortega who's like a new scream queen um i was really excited to see this movie because it debuted on rotten tomatoes with like a 90 percent or something yeah. like ridiculously high um so yeah it's really good it just came out it has, I don't know, for like the Scream fans, it only has one returning cast member who is uh, Courtney Cox reprising her role as Gail Weathers, the like journalist lady, the girl boss. Um, but it's got Jenna Ortega. It's got Melissa Barreras, um, Jasmine Savoy Brown and Mason Gooding. Um, it's got Hayden Panettiere,
0: Who like fell off um, the map, apparently. Like I didn't know that she like disappeared for a while no one knew where she was and they tried to get her to be in this movie and this was like the first time anyone was able to contact her in like three years. So bizarre. She looks
1: completely different.
0: Yeah, really. She's like, maybe it's not the same person. That's what I'm saying. Like, she disappeared. Nobody knew where she was. She didn't have an agent or anything for like four years. That's my dream. That's your dream? Just disappear for four years?
1: Yeah, I don't... Yeah. Um, But okay, quick synopsis. So... Basically, this kind of depends on, like, how much knowledge you have of the prior movies, um, and we're not going to spoil
0: it? We're not going to spoil it. It's too new.
1: Okay, I thought about too that. new. So, basically, um, Samantha... No, sorry. Melissa Barreras plays Samantha, and Jenna Ortega plays her sister... I'm... Uh, the name.
0: Jenna Ortega's <laughs> character's name is Tara.
1: Tara, right. Okay, so... They are two sisters who were affected by the Woodsboro murders, kind of like how Sidney Prescott was, but they're like the new iteration. So they move to New York City where Tara is going to like a fictionalized NYU. Um, And basically the killing starts back up again Same thing as all the movies. Um, And this time, like, obviously everyone's a suspect. We've got the new college roommates. We've got the, like, sexy hookup from across the hall. We've got these, like, new cop figures. So uh, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one, I think. But I can't really say any more without spoiling it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a, a whodunit kind of thriller where, like, they kind of question... Like it could be anybody, any one of us that's the killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kind of like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I don't know if you've seen that, Anna, but uh, that's Oh uh, yeah. similar structure. I highly recommend Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. But yeah, this one also uh, does a really, it tiptoes the line with being really meta about being a horror film too, which is kind of interesting. Like Scream is obviously like the franchise when it comes to slashers. So like they kind of have to be a little bit self-aware because everything is a ripoff of Scream um we'll get into that later cuz i have a point about that. Do you want to start us off with your pro of this film? I know you love it. Okay, that. yes. Uh, go ahead.
1: So, i love this movie franchise. I think this is like a really good franchise so far and also like the first movie, if you haven't seen it, came out in 99. It's just like a really solid movie, like i watched it with friends a couple months ago. Like you could watch it on a date, like you would watch it solo. It's not that scary. It's like There's a lot of commentary like you said so you'd think that the sixth installment like it must be getting boring which kind of but they still do some pretty good new things so what i liked um i have some like rapid fire items here so the opening kill scene i thought was really cool um mindy and chad the twins that are like the friends i think they're awesome um Chad is played by Mason Gooding, who is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. So we got a Nepo baby in there. Um, I like the romance. I don't want to spoil, but I like the romance. Um, I like the New York City setting. I like what they did with the subways, because there's a really scary scene on the subway where you kind of like it's Halloween. So everyone's in a costume and then like Ghostface is there. Um, Question, do
0: do the lights go out that often? On the subway
1: no no i have that's never what i was been thinking on i was like this seems <laughs> like, so yeah. bizarre
0: like what why is the power going out wouldn't the train stop if the power was that spotty like i don't understand anyway
1: to make it more accurate they should have had like uh, a random guy like pooping in a bag like that's what happens <sighs> that's but not the normal bit. yeah <laughs> yeah um okay i loved All of Jenna Ortega's things. I think she's awesome. I would love to see her be the protagonist going forward in the next couple movies. Um, All around, I think it's a great watch. But one of my favorite parts was because they filmed most of it in Montreal. They filmed it on McGill's campus. There are scenes inside the 85 house when they're at a frat party. And when they walked in, I was like, wow, that looks exactly like 85. And then they're like in the chapter room. And I was thinking, let's save...
0: Let's save the trivia section and we'll, we'll oh. go through all of those places that they show because we know okay. all of them. Right. But yes, that is that is your pro is that it's McGill core.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I mean, they literally shot a scene inside a house I used to live in, which is pretty cool.
0: That is pretty cool. Very cool, actually. Okay. Um, you go, yeah. My pro is Courtney Cox. I think she's mm. bad AF in this movie. I think that uh, she took that hit. That like sucker punch like a champ yeah um and like her that sequence where like spoiler alert i think it's in the trailers so it's not a spoiler but like that she's uh, about to, about to be killed really impressive like i was not expecting courtney cox's character to be that like doing that kind of action sequence and her character was also just like perfectly written it was funny mm-hmm. but like also kind of meta like we were talking about like there's a this like meta aspect to a lot of the characters um so she's kind of was like the comedy relief that was also engaging and like it wasn't like weird that it was courtney cox you know like sometimes courtney cox it seems like she's doesn't pass the dank test like it's just her playing a character a but this it's a yeah. little off but like this is like a character she's played for almost a decade or even more at this point so like it was much more uh it was perfect. It was a perfect cast. And then my secondary pro was the shout out to being a McGill core movie. Um yeah.
1: Yeah. It's kind of nuts though, and it's like hilarious how they shoot most of it at McGill and then they just like will cut in scenes of the New York skyline and I'm like, yeah. What the fuck are you doing?
0: When the <laughs> environment of McGill doesn't look like there's anything similar to that in New York City. Like anyone who's been to either city knows these are so distinct. There's no space like that anywhere in New York.
1: There's no college campus in New York with, like, a huge, like, field of green and, like, nice areas to sit. Like, are you kidding me?
0: But their apartment was, like, distinctly plateau. Like, it looked (laughs) so plateau. I was like, no one thinks this has to be, like, half the size to be in Manhattan. What are you talking about?
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, for real. It's kind of, it's funny. Um, What about your con? Okay, so... Even though I liked this movie, like, definitely has areas of improvement. I hate anything that kind of panders to the audience, um, and these movies definitely do that. So again in rapid fire. So Hayden Panettiere, Kirby, her haircut and her whole outfit is a no from me.
0: Fake as um, fuck.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the cop, the main cop, um, because they killed Dewey off last movie. The new cop is Detective Bailey. Um, he was really creepy in this whole thing. Also, the actor's name is Dermot Mulroney, which is like the fakest fucking name I've ever heard in my life. Um, This movie doesn't pass the like dead lesbian barrier gaze trope, which is basically like a cliche plot move where gay characters are disproportionately killed off in like movies and TV shows. Um, And like there's been a lot of know criticism written about that and how it's like really obvious when like the lesbian and everything is the one who dies kind of like you know they kill like black people in horror movies so yeah um the character ethan i think is pretty boring but my main beef my main beef is samantha the main character the protagonist i hate her like literally agreed the other characters are great But she is so boring. She's a terrible actress. Like, she has these daddy issues because her daddy is like Billy Loomis and he like talks to her in flashbacks. Like, I think she's it's really weird how she's always like, my father was Billy Loomis. Like, like, you've said that 10 times already. Like, people know this about you. And like, what does that Um, matter
0: in this film?
1: I would love to see her be the ghost face in, like, the next movie. Like, if she just succumbs to her bloodlust and shit. But that would be too
0: predictable at this point, because of what happens in this film. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah. But, okay, that's my main beef. I don't like her, so.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. She sucks. Um, My (laughs) con. (laughs) My con is a little more uh, aggressive uh, and and, uh, towards this film. I think that this film while it like flirts with being really meta about being a horror movie and like super self-aware, it's like hyper aware to the own film's existence, right? Like there's characters who know they're in a movie that is also a horror movie. Like not only do they know that like what's going on is, is, is like Mm -hmm. being like, it's bizarre the way they, they write the dialogue in this film. but even though they do that which could be interesting right like like cabin in the woods if you kind of like play with the audience's expectation of like how aware are they and like can they use that to their advantage in some kind of way is the narrative Mm going to like defy your expectations in some kind of way because you know this um i find that this movie is just incapable of like using that in any kind of clever or creative way to like subvert your expectation um which makes this film just like being hyper aware and like like cabin in the woods is what distinguishes it as a film as a horror movie because it's like it's super meta and it does something really clever with that idea whereas this one doesn't do that so it's just it ends up being a derivative slasher like every other scream movie which is like what it's trying to not be by doing that it's just so—it's so upsetting because it's so close. It's yeah. like that—you can smell the cheese, you can feel the cheese, but you're not eating the cheese. Like you're not <laughs> falling for the trap.
1: Whoa, that's oh, that's quite the fucking metaphor there.
0: Yeah. Wow. So I, that's what I was. This whole movie, I was just smelling cheese and not tasting anything, and it was not. I wasn't. I wasn't biting down. I wasn't. I wasn't sold on anything in this movie, but uh, yeah. it was still entertaining. It was still like engaging, and like I said. Courtney Cox stole the show yeah I agree that Sam sucks uh Jenna Ortega is like so small (laughs) which
1: is so tiny
0: so small and that's especially pronounced in this movie because her love interest won't say anything else um so yeah that's my con is that this film just can't utilize its own good ideas
1: yeah i think it's been so long like i want them to make scream movies forever because i like the comfort of like going to see a new one but i totally agree with you like they've got to shake it up somehow
0: yeah they were so close too like they're on the right track the ideas are there they were
1: really close yeah
0: anyway trivia i have a few
1: okay i have a few too do you want to go first
0: uh i don't know if we referenced this earlier but hayden Panettiere, like disappeared for five years this is the first acting credit she's been in in five years and the first film she's been in in 12 years. Oh, uh, Jesus. Her last film being Scream 4. Um, and she was, like, unreachable for most of that time. Like, nobody knew where she was. Her manager was, like, off the off the grid. And, uh, yeah, so this was, like, a bizarre comeback for her. Also, uh, Courtney Cox was the first person to sign up when they d- announced that this movie was going to be... Um, they were like bringing back this series uh and she in interviews was like i would do this role for free i fucking love this role so <laughs> which is really i find really funny um it is the first screen film to be filmed outside of the united states in montreal mm-hmm. which i thought was a good segue we could do mm-hmm. like what are all this anna do you want to go through all the different scenes uh that were filmed yeah. in montreal and where they are and what our connection to those are
1: yes 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 so Basically, I first noticed it when they're at the frat party, and they're basically in the downstairs of the 85 house, and you can see, like, the chapter room, you can see all of those places. Yep, and anyone who's kind of been to McGill, well, the way that we were, um, that sounds, that sounds so fucking pretentious, I'm sorry, but... It's very recognizable. Um, They also have scenes on campus and on lower field, like at the Y intersection, when they are talking about, like, who's a suspect. Um, The therapist's office is the Gamma Phi house, which I lived in. And so that was, like, a really funny thing, because he gets, like, brutally murdered in that apartment. What else? Minor Um, spoilers. Minor spoilers. But he's not an important character.
0: Not an important character, so fuck it um is that it in
1: the airbnb that gail weathers and her like new hunky man are in you can see um there's like a church in downtown montreal that's like really iconic um you can see at the windows um yeah i think that's a, i think that's most of what i recognize but
0: that's it that's yeah. all i recognize as well okay. um, <laughs> my only other piece of trivia is uh on the metro on the subway there's someone, because it's Halloween, and they just filmed it on the subway during Halloween. So uh there's like people just like going to Halloween parties, and someone on the subway is in a Mojo Jojo costume from Powerpuff Girls. Oh. And it's funny because Roger Jackson, who is the voice of uh Ghostface in Scream, is also the voice of Mojo Jojo in Powerpuff Girls. It's a weird quote. And like totally un like totally random. But yeah, that's uh that's that's it for my trivia. What about you?
1: I have a couple things. So something I thought was interesting was like Sydney Prescott or Nev Campbell, Eve Campbell. I don't know, but um, basically the main girl in the first movie. She usually comes back for these later installations because she like is the face of the franchise. But she didn't come back for this movie due to like salary disputes. Um, basically, like she put out a statement that was like Paramount, like. Lowballed me and it's insulting like as a woman I've like worked really hard to like get you know what I think is fair for pay so she didn't come back and actually um the guy who plays Stu Mocker in the first movie what the fuck is his name Matthew Lillard was like came out in support of her and was like yeah like they really fucked up by not offering her a lot of money which I thought was interesting um This is something I noticed. So in Ali, do you remember like the first guy that we see in the movie? Like the wannabe ghost face.
0: Yeah. uh, What's his name? Uh, Whatever. Doesn't matter. It's a famous actor. Yes.
1: Yeah. So in his apartment, he goes to his apartment and he has a particular poster on the wall. He has a poster um from last podcast on the left which is a really really famous true crime podcast and like true crime podcasts you know like they talk about serial killers and horrible murders and stuff so i thought it was hilarious that they are kind of referencing the fact that true crime is so like relevant and popular now and people consume stories of like horrible murders like all the time so for him to be like a fan of this podcast and to be like a murderer I thought was very funny and topical. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that was where I was excited for them to take something new because in the opening with uh the the teacher, right, who gets like lured and um she t- is like a horror film teacher, right? So she's like talking about all these yeah. tropes and then yeah. like they they could have done something so interesting with with it's Tony Revelori mm-hmm. famous actor. He's a lot of uh, Wes Anderson films um they could have done something so interesting with that and they didn't and from the get-go i was like kind of missed the mark there but um yeah anyway i'm like that's just a little backtrack no oh, yeah
1: I, I totally agree um i feel like we could talk about that for hours though so. yeah
0: okay so let's reboot on 10 shall we
1: yes that's all my trivia so
0: uh i'll go first because okay. i'm quite mid on this film I think it's entertaining. I think if you like horror movies, you kind of have to watch Scream movies because it's like mm-hmm. the, the vanilla ice cream of horror. It's, it's the margarita pizza. It's, the, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most basic, like, must watch. Yeah. And uh, even if it's not, like, deep by any means or it doesn't do, like, something like Barbarian where, like, it has, like, a cool subtext to it it's just pure fun which Mm -hmm. is fine the murder scenes are very graphic and like brutal and it follows the rule that if you don't see someone die on screen they're still alive which some horror movies break that rule and that's always annoying Mm -hmm. when they do that uh so yeah so this movie gets like a six and a half seven on a good day somewhere (laughs) in that the average range what about you anna
1: that's fair. Six for Scream 6, I guess. Um X for Scream V. But, okay, so I really like this franchise. I, I do like what they are doing with it. I like how they're trying to stay relevant and it's kind of working. Um, I think I would give it like a seven just for posterity's sake and like, because it's a fun watch. Like, I would recommend people go see this movie, like, if they want to go see a movie. I mean, John Wick 4 is out now, so that's a tough decision, but yeah. Cool. Wait, did I say my rating? I would give it a seven.
0: Yeah, you said I think you said seven. (laughs) I'll cut that out if you did. If not, I'll just leave this in. Embarrass you. All right. Uh, (laughs) So, Anna, do you have any recommendations for our audience?
1: Yes. Okay, so... Everyone's talking about this, I'm not being original at all, but the new TV show on HBO, Swarm, the like Donald Glover horror uh, thriller show about like a obsessed fan kind of inspired by like Beyonce stands and like uh, inspired by like obsessive fan culture. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. I would recommend people watch it. It's pretty violent though, just like to be warned. Um, and then John Wick Four is my other rec. Um, it's I mean, it's like an action movie, like cut and dry. But I thought it was really good. Bill Sarsgaard does like a horrible French accent. Um, Keanu Reeves is like uh, such a dilf. So yeah. Nice. Anyway.
0: Um. What's my rec this week? Uh, I watched Cha-Cha Real Smooth on Haley's recommendation. That was really good. You should watch Cha-Cha
1: oh, Real Oh, like shit.
0: Um, that's not my rec, though. I think my rec is Apocalypse Now because I watched that yesterday. And uh, I remember watching that in high school and not understanding what was going on. I was like, clearly, like, you know when you consume something and you're like, I'm too young to appreciate this. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. It was the same thing with Shakespeare when I was in high school. I was like, what the fuck is who, who cares? <laughs> now I went and rewatched watched it. Uh, and also there's like a redux of the movie that came out in like 2012 that mm-hmm. uh, I watched when I watched it for film studies. We, t- we watched the original and now I watch like the redux, which has like an extra, it's like Lord of the Rings. It has like an extra hour of film which makes it make a little bit more sense uh, but it's just so epic. Like, it's so if you if you like watching movies it's one of those movies that is just so grandiose it's from that era of film where like money was no object and they Mm -hmm. they were literally filming in cambodia while the vietnam war was going on like there was conflict and like the helicopters they were using to film they had to like fly away every couple days to actually go fight wars and then come back to finish filming this and they like bring that into the movie in a really interesting way anyway if you haven't seen apocalypse now you should watch apocalypse now it's really, really good
1: cool
0: if you want to be a guest on the cinos scum podcast we have a guest next Ooh. week we have the guest our most oh my god guest. yes um so yeah so Colin uh our most esteemed guest will be on next week actually that's that is my that, that was supposed to be my rec was everyone should go watch inglorious bastards because that is the subject of next week's episode we used to do this where we would like tell people what the next oh, yeah. episode was about uh to create hype uh so yeah so colin came up to me and was like oh we should do it in Inglour- we should do a tarantino film which we've yeah. talked about on the podcast for a should. while." so i was yeah. like what a coincidence i don't know if colin listens to the podcast or how he figured that out but he <laughs> was like i'll do inglorious bastards which is one of my, our favorites um, it's one of so,
1: the better movies made in our lifetimes exactly so um
0: I, I was personally hoping that he would have chosen django but i'm not upset with *Inglorious bastards so we'll do *Inglorious bastards with colin but if you want to do django or any other tarantino film or any other film period for that matter you can dm us period. at cinema scum podcast on instagram with a film idea if we like it we'll pencil you in um that's it
1: um that's it
0: anna closing thoughts
1: none there's nothing none nothing goodbye
0: share. all right bye Ciao. bye
1: <laughs> girl afraid where do his intentions lie?
0: or does he even have any she said he never really looks at me